Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I'm your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking about discipline and ways that you can try new things with discipline with your nanny kids and all of that good stuff. And for that, I have an expert in this area, Andrea Murphy. Hi, Andrea. Hi, good morning, Martha. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Andrea and I actually have kind of a, a fun way that we met. We met um, on the, the nanny groups that are on Facebook, uh, started chatting, and she was actually in California at the time when we were chatting online, and then is in Chicago traveling across the country and stopped by to do these podcasts. I drove all the way here just to do your <laughs> podcast, Martha. I really, really appreciate <laughs> it. But it's so nice to meet you face to face. Thank you, you as well. Yeah. So uh, before we get started talking about discipline, I would love to hear a little bit about your background. I always think it's interesting about how nannies came to be nannies. Of course. Um, I was one of those who just grew up babysitting and always around kids and really good with kids. And then I uh, joined the Army and spent um, four years in the Army. And when I came back, I was just really fighting being a (laughs) nanny. I just thought, no, I'm not a nanny. I'm going to go and do this job or that job and would babysit in between. And then I had the epiphany that oh I am a nanny and um so that's kind of how I got here yeah that's so awesome um yeah I I know some people that have have fought the the Uh, idea but it's not an easy job no it's (laughs) not and it's a lot of there's a lot of cultural pressure that it's it's not a quote-unquote real job absolutely And, and of course it is but going into a field where you already feel like you have to fight the idea that it's not a profession is an intimidating thing to do. Absolutely. Um, so for all the nannies out there, we see you. Yes, <laughs> and you're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> and, and you are wonderful nannies. And you're real. <laughs> Just embrace it. Yeah, you are you are an asset to every family that you work with. Um, well, wonderful. So... You were in the Army for four years. There's, at least my understanding of the Army, a lot of discipline in the Army. It is, absolutely. (laughs) So how has that shaped your discipline philosophy with kids? I feel like it's just so discipline is so important, and it's something that we think everybody kind of knows. Well, of course, discipline is important. But it's hard to put into practice, and it's really hard to put into practice when you don't see the end result, when there's not Mm -hmm. a reason for it. And so I feel like my time in the Army, there was a lot of things that we didn't do for a specific reason, just for the sake of discipline. Right. But um, it's just everything works better when there is structure and boundaries, and everybody knows when they're supposed to be where they're supposed to be, and when you can put that in place with 
your littles, it just makes everybody, everybody's day better. It's especially the kids when they know what is expected of them when and then they don't have to be kind of floundering around yes because something that a lot of times I think um parents or new nannies or people that don't work with children day in and day out don't seem to understand is that children want boundaries absolutely they they want and they need them yes um and so creating those very specific boundaries for kids is very helpful for them um it's not you know there there will be pushback to it because that's the natural order of things but they knowing what the right choice is so that they can either choose to do it or not and face the consequences of not making the right choice is so helpful in their development. Exactly. And without discipline, there aren't those natural boundaries. Right. I feel like we all know what that feels like to kind of flounder and not have a direction. And it's not pleasant. No. Regardless of oh the freedom to make your own choice, whatever, it's, it's a lot easier when you know what is expected of you and you know the right choice to make. And so I think that gets overlooked a lot when um, parents feel like they're doing a service to their children by letting them do whatever they want, by not disciplining them, which they're really not at all. Not in the long run and not at this moment right now. It's not comfortable to feel that way. No, it's really not. And a lot of the discipline issues that come from it come from that place of being uncomfortable of like, well, at what point are you going to tell me to stop? Right. <laughs> when exactly. the house is burnt down? Yes. <laughs> well, and we all try to get away with what we're going to get away with. You right. know, and that's human nature. And so if you don't put any boundaries on them, then you, you, you just these kids are just going to wreak havoc. Yes, exactly. And then they're going to turn into adults who wreak havoc. <laughs> yep, exactly. And they're going to be miserable doing it, too. Cause, well, Absolutely. Yeah. So self-discipline is so, so, so important for humans, um, and especially as they grow up into adults, learning self-discipline. But it can also be really tricky, I have found, to teach that, uh, to move the locus of control from the outside to the inside. Uh, do, do you have advice or methods for helping foster self-discipline within your kids? I feel like self-discipline, you're right, is so tricky. And a lot of that comes from just your personality. And if you have that drive then it will come easy. And if you don't, then it just doesn't. And you can put all of the measures in place you want. But at the end of the day, if it's your choice, you're not going to do it. And I have found that with children and and adults. Right. So I, um, the best I can do is say, this is the end result. If you get such and such done by this time, then we're going to do that. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then we're not going to do that. So just making sure they see what they're working towards, which that's still mostly outward. Um, I, I don't really know how to switch it inward. And I'm not 100% unconvinced that that's not just a personality trait that you have or you don't. Yeah, certainly uh, personalities lean one way or the other. Something that I have found to be true in that kind of encouraging them to lean back the other way a little bit from outward to inward is uh, having those conversations about choices and letting the kids reason through if they had made a different choice, would the outcome have been different? Sure. Um, And then also calling them on those excuses of, well, you didn't blah, 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 or, uh, or this other kid didn't. And saying in that moment, I don't care about what the other kid did or did not do. I'm concerned with what you chose to do in that moment. Absolutely. Um, And I've also found that saying to kids 
over and over and over we can only control ourselves has sunk in (laughs) it takes a very long time but that is super helpful um with that it seems to help them move in a direction of being slightly more self-disciplined um to say almost daily like over and over and over again (laughs) right i say we can only um, control ourselves Martha worries about Martha and yes. Andrea worries about Andrea. <laughs> yes, exactly. Over and over. And yeah. then if they are concerned with someone else, well, so-and-so did this. Well, so-and-so can worry about so-and-so <laughs> and you worry about you. Right. Right. So also I work with um, with younger kids generally. Right. So that's... That's just like, we're just working on getting to the end. We're not even working on self-discipline. We're just working on these are the rules that you (laughs) have to follow for whatever reason. Right, yes. And yeah, when they're younger, the the self is really all they know. (laughs) So um, yeah, as they move through those phases of development where they start to discover there's a whole big world and it right and it's not all about you (laughs) such a heartbreaking time it is (laughs) it is watching kids come to that realization yes i've seen that a couple times being like wait what wait (laughs) i can't have everything i want right at the moment i want (laughs) um which yeah so different ages do need different methods of discipline you cannot discipline a one-year-old in the same way that you discipline an eight-year-old right um so working with so many different ages um I know that you just said that you mostly work with younger kids but you've also worked with some older kids right right some eight right the family that I just left is um nine seven four and three. Oh, wow. What a range. Yeah. So it is, you're absolutely right. There's so, there's so many different personalities and different things obviously work. I mean, not even necessarily by age groups, just by each individual child. Right. So you really just have to find what works with which child and Mm -hmm. what absolutely doesn't. I have, um, my three-year-old since she was tiny just absolutely hates when you are stern with her Mm. and will completely shut down. Yeah. So I know, well, I can't, that's not an effective way to deal with this situation. So we have to shift and try something else where her sister, you need to talk stern with her (laughs) or she doesn't listen. I'm a firm believer in timeouts Mm -hmm. and I use, you know, the, standard you get a warning and this behavior is not appropriate and if you continue this behavior you're going to have to go sit in timeout right and then when it happens again okay well remember we talked about this and since you made this choice now you need to go sit in timeout and I will tell you when the timer goes off and then can you tell me why you're sitting why why you had to go to timeout and um, what, what's another choice we could have made instead of doing that? And, um, then I always, it's, um, my four-year-old that I just had was very, she would want to snuggle and be so close during this process. And it was very hard, but I, uh, I physically like kept her at an arm's length so she can feel that discomfort of this is not a good choice. This doesn't feel good when you make this choice and we're going to talk through it. And then when we're done talking through it, then hugs and kisses and yeah. snuggles and I love you. And and then it's over. And it's so important not to bring that back in, into, into the day. Right. right. Once it's done, it's done. And they need to see that it's done, that we make mistakes and there are consequences and then it's over. It doesn't mean Andy doesn't like me or, you know, we're going to have a bad day because Andy's mad or whatever. It's just so important to deal with it at the time, Mm -hmm. which also can be difficult when you have a bunch of other children running around. But it's important that you have to, whatever your style of discipline is, that you stick with it consistently Mm -hmm. and the 
children know this is what happens when I make that choice. Right. Every single time across the board. So it's also difficult when um, sometimes I'm sure we all go through that. You've talked out the form of discipline with the parents and they're on board. And yes, this is what we're going to do. But they maybe don't carry that out. Right. So that's I know I know everybody (laughs) has gone through that. And so that's difficult. And it's also difficult for the children to Mm -hmm. have different expectations when mom's home so we can do this. Well, now dad's home so we can do this. Well, now Manny's here so we can do this. And it's just, it's confusing. So I I wish I I had a a way to bridge that gap. But I understand parents, you know, especially when they're not home and they just want to enjoy their children and they don't want to spend that time that they have disciplining them or whatever the case is. So it's hard, but just because... The parent, as long as your parents have signed off on your form of discipline, then stick with it and be consistent across the board. Yes, because often nannies are with the kids more than the parents. So, and something that I have told all of my kids at some point when they say, well, my mom lets me jump off that really high ledge. I say, your mom can choose to do that because she's your mom. But my job with you is to love you and to have fun but it's also to keep you safe that's Mm -hmm. my number one job and I can't let you jump off that really high ledge because then if you get hurt we have to go to the hospital (laughs) right you know and I'm like and that ruins our entire day your mom can make that choice but I'm not going to make that choice Um, because that is my job is to keep you safe. And that doesn't feel like a safe choice. Absolutely. Um, so, and I totally agree on the consistency. And in fact, I often will in the interviews and the initial interviews with a family really try to get a feel for their discipline. Absolutely. And, then as I go home and think about whether it's a family that I want to take on or not, I think about can I hold that discipline up day in and day out? Um, can my discipline philosophy mesh with that discipline philosophy? Uh, and if they, if the parents do get home and they're tired and they're not holding up that discipline philosophy, can I continue to do it you know right I think it's really important to bring that up in the interview which can be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because you are trying to make a good impression and you're trying to be pleasant and everything's lovely and I think a lot of parents don't really even think about well I wonder what the discipline is going to be like you know so I think it is so important for us as nannies to bring that up and to say this is what how I feel about it. How do you feel about it? What is your discipline procedure in the household? And yeah. are you uncomfortable if I put them in timeout? This is this is the process that I found is helpful. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? And you just 100% have to be on the same page with them. Yes. And I find that the further away your personal discipline philosophy, and it is helpful to me often to write down my personal discipline philosophy and I kind of check in with it like every year. Um, But to the further away your discipline philosophy is from the parents' discipline philosophy, the harder it's going to be. So in that interview, uh, they're probably not going to match exactly because you're just coming at children from different points of view. Right. Um, But if if it's close, then I think it's a lot easier than if those are further away absolutely for example I know without a shadow of a doubt I cannot work with a family that does corporal corporal punishment like that's just not something that I'm ever going to be comfortable right uh doing to a child or witnessing being done to a child but other people might feel differently and that's fine too um but that's not something that I'm ever going to be comfortable with and so I think that really is a big um, a, a, a big issue that people don't think about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I 
try to understand coming from the parents' point of view that maybe this is how they grew up and this is how they feel. But also, us as nannies, we maybe are equipped with a little bit more patience and a little bit more experience of working these things out and making sure that they understand what choice you're going to make Mm -hmm. and what happens when you make that choice and helping them to work things out in their little tiny heads that um, is so important. But I I try to understand somebody coming home at the end of the day and they've been working and it's just parents oftentimes don't have the patience to deal with it. So I think that is a really important thing to make sure that you are on the same page with your nanny family and especially let them know and make sure that they understand that no you're not I'm not going to spank your child that I don't believe that that's necessary 100% make sure that they know your limits and you need to advocate for yourself as well saying I'm Mm -hmm. sorry I'm not going to do that or whatever it is no I'm sorry I'm not going to lock your child (laughs) in a closet for a timeout or whatever that this never happened. Right, right, right. But for example, whatever it is. Yeah. Or even, I'm sorry, I don't believe in timeouts. I'm not going to do that. Exactly. Whatever it is, it's just so important. And it's not fun to talk about. And it's not the fun part of nanny. And it's it's difficult to bring up and to discuss, especially when you first meet a family. Mm-hmm. Brand new people. And you're talking about, well, how do you discipline <laughs> your children? So it's it's really important. Push through the uncomfort the uncomfortability. Yes. Yes. Um, And then also something that I heard you say is that moment after you've talked it through. So the timeout happens, uh, you've talked it through and that moment of reconnection and then moving back into the day. uh, I think that that is so important to make sure that that moment is full of love and uh, showing the child that mistakes aren't don't mean that there's lack of love absolutely um or that they cannot recover from that mistake i think that that is a really 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 key part of discipline is we as nannies cannot hold grudges right (laughs) Um, absolutely yeah and and it's so dangerous to our relationship with the children if we do hold grudges Right. I mean, that's just a nightmare for everybody mm-hmm. involved. And nannying is just like you're on this mental roller coaster and mm-hmm. you're dealing with these children who are on a mental, <laughs> emotional roller coaster. And yep. so you're trying to manage their actions and behaviors. And because of now they're feeling this or feeling that, but also you, I mean, we have feelings also and Mm -hmm. we're reacting and it's not fun to punish a child. It's not fun to see them make a bad decision, but we, you're right. We also have to recover and put it past us and, um, different, different kids will hold on to that a little bit longer. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I understand, you know, when something bad happens and then you don't, it doesn't feel good. So sometimes it does take a minute to recover and get back into the day. But I think that is just as important, if not more important than the actual time out, the actual Mm -hmm. consequence that we make mistakes. And this feeling right here, this talk right here that we're having is uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel good. More so than if you're sitting in the timeout spot for two minutes. This is the hard part. And this right. is the part that is going to stay with you through life. This is the part that you will have to practice because we all have those conversations. We all have those moments where, oh, I made the wrong decision. And right. now I have to apologize and talk it out. And I'm sorry. You know, that is right. a skill that you will use forever yes so I think that you're absolutely right that moment of reconnection and yes I you I'm not going to snuggle you while we're having this conversation and no I'm sorry I'm not gonna go and apologize with you to your brother but I will stand right here and I'll be right here when you come back and once it's done then hugs and kisses and and jokes and you know be silly and then it's just 
move on. And when they see that you've moved on and you're not mad at them and you're not holding that grudge, then they can move on as well. Yes. I also kind of in that same vein, I find that letting the kids know when I'm having a rough day helps with rough days Um, so that if I am having a rough day or I didn't get enough sleep or I'm very hungry and we're at the park and there's not an option telling the kids you know what I'm feeling really grumpy right now and watch letting them see how I continue with my day when I'm not feeling great it also gives them an opportunity to uh practice being caring about another person because often when I say it they will behave better because I've admitted that I'm vulnerable that's a really good idea yeah and so I have found that that helps it's kind of a preemptive strike on discipline of being like I might be more likely to make the rules tighter right now. I'm recognizing that fact. I'm passing that information along to the kids. Right. And so we can all work together to get everyone's needs met. Right. And also I think that's um, that's really good for them to see, okay, you're not having a good day, but you're still speaking kindly and mm-hmm. you're still – be following the rules and you're you're not yelling and you're not throwing a fit and just to model that behavior that it's so absolutely okay to feel your feelings you can't right. control it sometimes we have bad days and for no particular reason yeah but you can control your actions and it's it, the rules don't change just because you're having a bad day Yes, exactly. So that's something that I have found to be very helpful. Um, though that works better with older kids sure. than, you know, a one-year-old. <laughs> I, I like to sit down with my one-year-old and just have heart-to-hearts with her. <laughs> I do still, though, actually. But very good they listeners. just don't have the, the same effect. Um, but yeah, so that's something. Do you, because that's such a wide ra- range of kids that you just said, do you have talks with the older ones about how the rules are a little bit different for the younger ones? Um, No, we don't really talk about it. Yeah. We just, they know that they're, um, what is expected of them. And Mm -hmm. I think at this point, they're just very still focused on themselves. So they're not really worried about what's (laughs) going on. I really actually don't hear a lot of, or didn't hear a lot of, while she's doing it or while he's right. doing it or well he got to I personally never really heard a lot of that it That's was great. you know maybe you know you worry about you and you worry about you so yeah yeah it just I I would think that because I I've mostly sat for two kids at a time and I also went through a big twins phase so there's no age difference oh <laughs> there. fun yeah it was I actually really really love twins I, I love twins they're as well. so wonderful yeah. but um when there is an age difference it's usually a couple years in in my history as a nanny and so there has been a little bit of a talk of like well you know when the two-year-old spills their milk then it's it's different than when you were flailing about and knocked your milk off you know when a two-year-old spills their milk they're still working on skills of of picking up and holding things and making sure that they know where objects are in space right whereas you were making a choice to act wild and not be really in control of your limbs at the lunch table which you know is not a good choice and you knocked your milk off that's why you are in trouble for spilling milk and your younger sister does not get in trouble right do you see the difference yeah and so having that talk I find that a lot of my discipline philosophy is just talking it out and that also makes the day go quicker. It does, absolutely. Um, I think, I mean, you can't, you can't over-talk it. Mm-mm. You really can't. Um, explaining everything. Explain, explain, explain. Um, and even if they get sick of it, then, right. you know, at least it's, it's getting in there and um, building that foundation 
that is just the most important. Yes, I completely agree. Um, But I have found that sometimes uh, when really big mistakes are made uh, or or choices are made that really get under my skin for whatever reason, um, it is it can be hard to keep your emotions as a nanny in check when kids are making for the 10th time that day the same choice or something that you thought that you had gotten over this hurdle of this certain area and then it regresses and comes back for a little bit Um, and I know that that can be super frustrating do you have any advice about how you can get your own emotions in check before having those talks because those talks can't come from a place of anger absolutely um usually if there is a time out involved I take that time as well Mm -hmm. to just take a few deep breaths and remember they're children this is not a personal affront right this is just children (laughs) and just um kind of put it back into into perspective but there have been times where when my emotions just whatever is getting under my skin and I've said this for the 11th time in the last two hours and this with with multiple children Mm -hmm. and everything is just crumbling then I do say okay I'm going to be going outside on the porch for three minutes okay please do not open the door I will be back in in three minutes Mm -hmm. okay and I make sure everybody okay and then I go out and again I just take deep breaths sometimes I'll listen to a song that'll kind of bring me back and you know nannying it's not easy it's not for the faint of heart it is not for the faint of heart so you don't get to go and have that meltdown you don't get to go and and just be in a bad mood the rest of the day you have to pull it back together and it's not always easy to do in when no one is around but especially when you're surrounded by that chaos it just you have to find whatever works for you if it is deep breaths if it go drink a glass of water or Mm -hmm. go sit down or listen to this or whatever it is if you I mean I feel like you have to identify that thing before you're in that situation yes so you can just pull it out and say okay I've gotten to this point I'm going to go do yoga for four minutes which I don't do right. ever, <laughs> but, but if it works, <laughs> yeah, then do it. Yes, exactly. I think that that is so 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 important. And I know in the conflict resolution episode. So if you haven't listened to that, go oh, listen to it with Katie Leinecke. But it's a very good episode. Yeah, and that's one of my favorites. Um, and those methods have really helped me as a nanny. But Katie talked about. Uh, taking that time away as being important and for both you and the child to know that it's okay to step away but make sure that that coming back happens right I'm I'm not mad at you right I still love you but I need a time out right now <laughs> yep and I think that how you remove yourself is so important as well if mm-hmm. you just storm off then oh again, gosh we're just we're always modeling so scary so, to a kid absolutely or if you raise your voice or um or stomp off or whatever it is it's just really important to stay calm and so they can see you well that doesn't happen very often why is she going outside what's you know right um, and then you can come back well I just needed a few minutes mm-hmm. because I was feeling upset and sometimes when I feel upset, I like to just go and take some deep breaths. What do you like to do when you're upset? Whatever that looks like. Yep, yep. And then you can come back at it from a place of, of calm collection. Absolutely. Um, and actually have those productive talks. Um, do you have any methods for discipline that are kind of off the beaten path that maybe some nannies out there don't know? Well... I do. Yeah. I, um, my, the, my nanny family that I just left, the older two boys were nine and seven and the younger two were four and three. Well, two when I left. Mm -hmm. And so it was very, 
it was kind of clicky. The girls would be together and the boys would be together, which is to be expected. And when they would fight, when they constantly this morning they're just not getting along well why don't you maybe not play with each other but we know that that doesn't work right they still want to be together but they're just not meshing so I um I make them hold hands Mm -hmm. and I put the timer on for whatever their age is combined oh okay do not let go of your sister don't let go don't let go (laughs) and I kind of make it silly and by the end every single time I've done that which you know a handful of times by the end, they're running and they're twirling and they're laughing and they're just having a great time. So then when the timer goes off, then I say, you know, this is your sister and you love your sister and she loves you. And it's important that we treat our sister kindly. And um, then they hug it out and usually they still hold hands and they go off and play. And Aww. the first time I did that, I was telling the um, the seven-year-old about it. And he runs to his brother and he says, oh. We cannot fight while Andrea is here. <laughs> so I have never done it with them. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and never had to do it. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I've heard people who do similar things and then make them like do a task. Like uh-huh. make a sandwich or go. Um, I've had the girls like, okay, pick up the playroom. Don't let go of your sister. And then they make a big joke and they're, you know, picking it up. And so it kind of makes it fun. But like you're working together. This yes. is your sister. This is your brother. You're stuck with them for life. So mm-hmm. we need to work together here. Yeah. That's that's so interesting. Um when I taught high school, something that I did with two kids that got into not a physical fight, but a verbal fight in my class is they had to stay after class and they had to look into each other's eyes. It was two boys. They were like, please send us to detention. They were begging for detention. <laughs> oh and I was like, you don't fight yeah. in my class. Don't this is do what happens again. when you fight in my class. And then they had to look into each other's eyes for 15 minutes, which is an eternity. An eternity. And then they had to come up with a plan. I was like, you guys are seniors in high school. You have six <laughs> weeks left. <laughs> right. You need to come up with a plan. Figure it out immediately. After that, you never have to speak to each other again but for the next six weeks you're getting along in my class or we're doing this after school every day wonderful and it will be a minute added every day you show back up I love that yeah but it's the same idea of of sometimes fake it till you make it yes of fake that that friendship those I mean they always love their siblings of course but but they don't always like each other and also you don't have to like each other all the time either but you don't get to be disrespectful you don't Mm -hmm. get to be mean-spirited you don't get to be rude you if you don't like them right now then maybe why don't you go over here and play yep which is all it's just a very strange phenomenon that you guys are fighting. Why do you want to be together right now? Just separate. Yeah. I, that's, I don't get it, but kids do it yep. all the time. I don't know why. I have seen it time and time again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so you strange. are in control of if you're playing with your sibling right now or yes. not. Yes. Look at all this space you could be in. Yep. Um, well, that's great. I love that. I also have one for older kids yeah. that um, I... When it when it comes to it, when it's serious, when it's we've been working on this for six months and this is not acceptable anymore. I will have them write out a sentence or um, this last family was very Christian, as am I. And so we would look up in the Bible, whatever it was. Well, let's see what Jesus thinks about this and then would write it out or whatever sentence it is that. um this is not okay mm-hmm. and I am going to see it and write it and think it what my choice should be over and over and over again and maybe that will change it right and think, even if it even if it doesn't actually change it I think um, the the discipline of practicing something is very key so like just having that mind to hand connection of I am writing this out over and over or doing, you know, in the same idea of 
uh, practicing a task over and over. And I mean, what Absolutely. you were talking about with holding hands of that's practicing sharing a space, a physical space with a sibling, which then uh, feeds back into sharing thoughts or toys or giggles absolutely (laughs) practice makes progress yep there's absolutely no way around it it may make slow progress but practice makes progress and um i have been known to make um children try again Mm -hmm. like if you slam the door and stomp downstairs okay i would like you to go upstairs and try that again okay now go try it again and again and again and right. pretty soon they're just walking up the stairs and down the stairs because that's you know it's very disrespectful to slam the door so we're not going to do that so right. let's try it again yeah if you're still doing that you must need practice yes so I'm, I agree practice makes progress yes every time um I love that I love the try try that again I think the thing I say most as a nanny is try again Mm-hmm. try again <laughs> try again yeah I do something with younger kids I I don't do it with older kids although now I kind of want to experiment with it but um I have this little song I made up of like change your attitude change change your attitude and then oh, I, love that. I pick emotions and like kind of like if you're happy and you know it type emotions and then we live in that emotion for like 30 seconds to a minute um so like be sad and so then we're like and like weeping and then we are angry and then we're and so we like play with all these emotions and then I always end with a happy emotion um and I find that if there's just like grumpus behavior going on um, that that helps get out of it. It helps redirect in a fun, playful way instead of like, well, your attitude needs to change. Right. I um, love that. And so that's something that is a little bit of a preemptive strike on discipline of like, I can see that you need a nap, but we don't have time for like a nap right, right. now. So what else or are we going to do? Or you chose to not nap um, during the allotted time. So let's... Right. I think preemptive is the key word. If you can make it through without having to do, you know, discipline, that's obviously the best. Right. Which I think if you put your boundaries in place, I think there is nothing more important than children having a routine, Mm -hmm. whatever age they are, because it does help them know what is expected of them, where they're going to be when they're going to be there, how long are they going to be there for, then they get used to that and they learn how to go through their day and how they react and how they behave. And then you just have to work on the the exceptions instead of right. every day we're trying to discipline the same thing. Yes. So I got to a point where discipline actually didn't happen very often because yeah. the kids did know what was expected of them. And we were able to talk it out, and um, I always give them a second chance to, would you like to make a different choice? Yes. And when when I'm saying that, then they know, okay, I didn't make the right choice. What is the right choice? So right. Gives them a chance to think through it. Right. I think it's best when you get to a place where, I mean... Hopefully you're not disciplining all day, every day. That's just right. terrible. But That's tiring for everyone. Absolutely. The the less you can do it, the better, as long as you're getting the results that you need. Yes, which I completely agree. All the setting yourself up for success, which is another thing that I say to the kids all, all the time. Are you setting yourself up for success? Um, but we as nannies need to set ourselves up for success too. And mm-hmm. having those routines and boundaries in place are just I can't say how helpful that is absolutely I mean really it's so 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 important and of course you're going to have days where you the schedule falls to the wayside yep but if that's the exception then Mm -hmm. we can get through that and it's not always a bad thing to have oh well this day is going a little bit differently yeah that happens sometimes But I think just routine, routine, routine. Yes, I completely agree. So a signature move 
that I have, um, which actually we talked about on one of the Facebook groups, is that uh, if if a choice is made that in the moment is very bad or if both kids in my case but it could be all four in your case are just out of hand something that I learned from teaching is called the teacher face which we could also call it the nanny face yes um so it's kind of my signature move and now I just have to do it and everything stops with every kid that I nanny, uh, they know that yes, face. that the, the look. So the look for those of you at home, and I know that this probably isn't the best medium for this because it's a podcast, so you can't see my face. But <laughs> Just I picture it. But I will describe. All you do is take any emotion out of your face, and then your eyes are on fire. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. And so your eyebrows are not raised, like really all of your muscles are just relaxed and then you are just focused on the kid or kids. Um, And it works so well. In school, when I was getting my master's in education, we had an entire class period where we all just practiced that look. That sounds amazing. On each other. (laughs) That that absolutely, I think once you have the look, Mm -hmm kids know that's not pleasant no it's not pleasant as an adult when somebody looks at you like that no so kids do know uh oh uh, what did I do yes absolutely yeah. hopefully I, they know what they did I um gave the look to one of the um the boys that I was dating for and he said Andrea your face looks really scary. <laughs> Good. It's Good. supposed to. <laughs> awesome. Well, is there anything else that you feel like we didn't touch on? Or I will say a caveat that um, for me personally, it's important for me to be as focused on the loving connection, just things throughout the day. If we're having a rough day, discipline-wise, if they're acting out, then I also will go out of my way to do, you know, extra snuggles and do fun things and make sure I'm at their level. I love you. That was a great choice, whatever, to go kind of mirroring if I if if we're having a day where something is just <laughs> off. Right. I don't ever want to have a day where I am just disciplining all day and yes. the kids think that I'm mad at them or I don't like them or whatever it is. So I try to love on them as much as I discipline them, at least as much. Right, if not so, more. If yeah. not more, absolutely. And sometimes that's not easy no, to do yeah. because, you know, we are on a schedule and a routine and it's hard. But if you find those moments to just make them feel special and make sure you're pointing out all of the good things and the good choices they're making. So it's not just, oh, Andrea's right. here again. Yeah, or that they only get attention when they make a mistake. So, yeah, calling out the really good choices that they're making. And that's also, we forgot to mention that, but that's also something that I have found to be really effective is calling out one sibling's good behavior often makes the other one be like, oh, I want her to say that about me too. Right. Aren't I sitting up well at the table? You yes. can tell that lunchtime is a issue. <laughs> me right oh now. my goodness! Yes, um, that that is so true. When you do make such a big deal about it, and then oh well, I am. I found that when um, you know the 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 little ones are learning a certain thing, like oh, sit, stay in your chair, or don't spill your drink or whatever it is and then oh great you're doing such a good job look at you I'm proud of you and then the older ones are like hey I'm sitting in my seat too it's like well yeah (laughs) you are proud of you but also you should be sitting in right so it's it gets a little muddled and yeah which is fine you know Mm -hmm. you can't you can't give out too much love and praise and yeah if they're making good choices yes then call it out. Absolutely. Well, wonderful. Well, we end every episode with a fun story or quote from the Kedzie Nanny, and Andrea's brought one for us. 
I do. This is not really about discipline, but um, that is a-okay. I came to work one morning and it was one of those nights where I had maybe an hour of sleep mm. or, you know, it was just, I was so tired. I was going through the motions like a zombie and I had um, poured a bowl of cereal for the seven-year-old and I went to bring it to him at the table and just dropped it uh-huh. just you know like not even close to the table is one of those like oh well I guess that's happening today <laughs> so I was cleaning up the um the floor and got all the milk and cereal cleaned up and I'm washing the floor and sto- so I started singing sing sweet nightingale uh-huh. obviously <laughs> and then the um nine-year-old like walked through where I was watching where I was washing and I said oh, you mean old and so then the three-year-old who's four right now she stands at the edge of it and she says I'm gonna walk through I'm gonna walk through and I said don't do it (laughs) and she you could tell she was trying to figure out well is she being serious or is she just joking and I was like don't do it and she's standing there waiting she's like I am I am Andy I am (laughs) and you could just see all of this in her little body I'm so excited I have to do this right now but the self-control also yeah. that she was waiting until I said, okay, go ahead. And she walked through, you mean old cat, <laughs> which is just one of the moments, one of my favorite, favorite things about, about her that, um, you have those moments at nannying that are just so unique that just brings it all back to this is why I do it yeah. because you get to see those, those moments where in that moment, her, her desire to do this was so, so big you could see her bubbling up but she did have that self-control which so when you see those things in your kids it's just so special oh that is so special I love that Mm -hmm. well wonderful thank you so much for being here thank you for having me it was a delight yeah and thank you all for listening we'll see you next week the chronicles of nanny is produced by Martha Reddick and Logan Nielsen artwork and logo by Noni Amadon Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.